0: Welcome to the River Life Podcast. As you listen, we pray that you will encounter Jesus and allow His words to wash you anew. May He reveal more of who He is to your heart. Here's the message for this week. Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, I want to thank You. I want to thank You that You so love us that you gave your one and only begotten Son, so that through him, Lord, we can be reconciled back to you and have life and life everlasting. Right now, for every person that you have orchestrated in your divine way to be here this morning, I pray that you will arrest our hearts, that our ears will be so open, hearts will be so receptive to you speaking to us a personal word. You know us from the beginning to the end. And we know, Lord, you want to intervene into our lives because of the love you have for us. And so God, this day we pray that you anoint your word. And that your word go forth with such unction and and the anointing of the Holy Spirit, that it will break, Lord, every yoke, every stronghold. And Lord, let it be such a time of restoration and reconciliation. So we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory and all of God's people say, Amen. Amen. Pardon me, my voice is a bit jaded because I finished a youth camp. And youth camp, I strained my voice a lot normally. And after that, I was in the Philippines with the mission team in Pangasinan, 85 of them, including kids. It was a powerful time. But yeah, so I'm kind of still recovering. <laughs> and next week, I'm going to have another youth camp, so God help me. <laughs> So thank you River life family it 's so good to be back. I have my Aussie daughter here with me, Claire. and uh, yeah, my wife is coming end of the week uh, we 're going to have a family holiday both in Malaysia and here Yeah. and uh, yes, please support the marketplace, all those Christmas gifts you know, Christian entrepreneur and all Christian entrepreneurs and buy something for someone. Uh, Christmas is a time of gift, alright? Would you turn to your neighbour on the left and say, "My tuliao, my tuliao"? <laughs> I grew 16 years of my life in the kampong in Yochikang Road next to Woodbridge Hospital. And a lot of my kampong folks looks like they've been through that hospital before. <laughs> and in the mission trip, I met Surprisingly, Brother Daniel, also from the same kampong I was from. We must have met somewhere, but we couldn't remember. And so he got me to start speaking a lot of Hokkien throughout the trip. He was one level up. He was piking uh, there and playing some numbers. So yeah, if you see him that time, you don't play play, you know. <laughs> So I'm so glad and the topic today is too good to be true. Too good to be true, actually in the Oxford language, is, is something that's so great and so impressive that it's to be difficult to believe. But when you thought about too good to be true in today's, the first thing that comes to our mind is there goes a scam, right? Just too good to be true. And sadly, scams are everywhere. Uh, just recently, some of you may have read this news about the picking Duck guy, 74 years old, and he lost about 70k. I'm not sure he got to eat the picking Duck. I think he didn't. <laughs> uh, and he was an importer, you know, but yet he was scammed. And it, it's so sad. This scam thing is happening throughout the world. I don't know about you, in Australia, just recently, um, the anti, National anti scam Center was saying that we lost over three point one billion dollars actually because of the population mass in australia it 's a lot more bigger. Uh, I think Singapore last year was about so about three hundred and thirty over a million dollars, and scams are on everything personally myself i you know i 've known of people in my church whose auntie was scammed. $80,000 through a romance scam. And now you have scams of all sorts, like not paying your bill, or there's a parcel coming, or you strike you know, something and go and claim it. It's everywhere. It's affecting everywhere. And you think about it. Now, the words and the promises they give are all fake and it's all broken promises, untrue promises that deceive people. And when we think about scam, we think of of, you know, of people who work hard all their lives only to find that they open up their bank account and it's all gone. Now, how many people here you have been scammed or you know of someone that's been scammed? Can I see your hands, please? Oh my gosh. Would you turn to the neighbor and say, wow, it seems ginger here." <laughs> You know, we think about a scammer, we think about a person that deceive, And I could only think of one, the original one, which is the devil himself. The great scammer. Because he come to lie to us. There's no truth in him. And when he speak lies, he speak his native language. Why? He come to steal, to kill and to destroy. And we thought about Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden at the beginning of time. How they were scammed by S.A. Tan. No reference to the Tan family here, okay? Satan himself, the great deceiver, the father of lies. And mankind, Adam and Eve, they were created by God and in trust. With you uh, know, dom- to have dominion and to rule, and everything that they had that was given and entrusted to them was wiped out by the greatest scammer of the universe. You just can't trust the word of a deceiver because there's no truth in him. But I'm so glad. The bank may not help you with your scamming, but I'm so glad God came in and he spoke a promise. And Christmas is all about that. It's about a promise fulfilled, a gift given to reconcile, to restore us back to, to our status and even more. That's what God is saying. See, when God spoke, His word is truth. Not like the devil, it's lying. In fact, in Numbers it says that God is not a man, so He does not lie. He's not human, so He does not change His mind. Has He ever spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried out? When God spoke the promise, in fact, it goes way beyond, like before the foundation of the world, God already ordained that gift for us to be that bridge to come on that Christmas morning for us. To restore us, to reconcile us back. That's why he says, "The word that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life." The best gift, too good to be true. But this gift that God gave is so good, and it's true. Because His word is true, His promises is yes. And amen, you can trust his spoken word. In fact, when God spoke, he created. Let there be light, that's light. And when he speaks, he created. In fact, his word is so powerful that even Matthew and Deuteronomy says that man cannot survive by bread alone. But by every word that comes out from the mouth of God. I'm so excited that this gift of His Son is the most precious and everything that we will ever need for life, for everything. In First John, Apostle John cried out, he says, "And this is the testimony I'm giving to you that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in the Son." Not by our own good works or performance. It's in His Son. And whoever has the Son has life. And whoever that does not have the Son does not have life. So God loves us so much. Knowing that we have been wiped clean. He came knowing that we are hopeless and helpless. That's what Christmas is. That light that shines through darkness. To provide a way out. That's why Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And this is what Christmas is all about. In fact, the gift is so precious that Peter tells us that you were not redeemed back with corruptible things like silver and gold or your aimless conduct, your ritual, your tradition, your religious goodness, the tradition of your Father, but with the precious blood of Christ as the Lamb of God, without blemish and without spot, that Lamb that was slain, indeed, was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Because God knew the beginning from the end and was manifested. His Son, the Word, become flesh and manifests Himself before us. When John the Baptist first saw Jesus, he says, look, the Lamb of God that will take away the sin of the world. I'm so excited this morning. This is the news that is so good. And God spoke to promise that was fulfilled, a gift that was given. Because it demonstrated God's greatest expression, the greatest expressions of God's love. That's why John says, see what manner of love, what great love the Father has lavished on us. Now, we were broken. We were enemies of God. We were separated from God. We have no hope. Of getting back. But God lavishes his love on us. That he even call us his children. He called us his children. Through Christ. And that's what we are. C.S. Lewis wrote this. That the son of God became man. To enable mankind to become sons of God. Sons and daughters of God. That's the powerful gift of Christmas. God spoke and he sent his promise fulfilled. We, we are made in the image of God. Alright, we are made in the image of God and that means, let me open this. That means, When we speak, we have creative power. God spoke. He created. And His word is true. But when we speak, because we are made in His image, in His likeness, we have, it's not just for communication, there there is power. Because Proverbs tells us that death and life are in the power of the tongue. And those who love it, those who understand it will eat its fruit. You you will eat the consequences and and enjoy and reap the consequences of what you say. Isaiah tells us that God created, God formed, God fashioned the fruits of our lips. Now this is important. Because how can we realize the promises of God, the greatest gift of God? You know, in Hebrew, the word for speech or word is the same as thing, a noun, the So, like Numbers tells us that all the things of the author, the word things is also words. In fact, in the Hebrew mind, words are things, physical things. They have just as much substance as any other things. Have you heard of this saying? Six and, stick and stone will break my bones. And your words weren't na-na-na-na, right? In those days when we were kids. But do you know our words are more powerful than sticks and stone? It not only breaks our bones, it can crush our bones. That's the power of our words. It is so powerful that even Proverbs tells us, 12, 18, That the words of a reckless pierce like a sword. Like a physical sword can pierce right through your heart. You can feel the physical pain. But the tongue of a wise brings healing. Words can kill. Not too long ago, a school teacher was telling me this story that this family drove a very nice big car. They are all quite in a high flyer like the kids in the primary school and then went off to work. And then within an hour or so, they got a call from the school, how come your son is not in school? said, no, we we dropped him at the gate. And then only to discover later, just in the nearby HDB block, that the son, primary school, boy, just committed suicide. And of course... Through the conversation, a teacher was saying that he wasn't doing well in schools, and words were really spoken that he couldn't take it. That's the power of word. It can drive someone suicide. A word can drive someone mad for the rest of their life. Something spoken to them by their father. Something spoken to them by someone else. And it can really done lots of damage in fact the bible is so clear in first peter and in psalm it repeat the same thing that if you desire to if you desire to love life and you want to see good days what you do keep his tongue from evil. and his lips from speaking deceit in other words if you change your speech you change your life you change your speech, you change your life. So husband, what are you speaking to your wife? Why please give them that wife look? <laughs> you want your wife to be beautiful? When she got a new dress and say, what do you think about this dress, darling? Just say, suya, "chinja suya. And you will have a beautiful wife. If your wife asks you how, how how is it like about my cooking? Don't say, Mmm, doesn't taste like my mother's cooking. <laughs> Don't ever say that. You could be poisoned to death. <laughs> I'm guilty, okay? I'm guilty. Now, this is so serious because at the beginning of Genesis, God spoke. What's spoken is serious. In Matthew, it tells us that on the day of judgment, people will have to give an account for every careless words, Every careless word they speak, not some. Every. So if you are extroverted like me, we got a hard time, you know. More words, more sin. (laughs) By your words, you will be justified. By your words, you will be condemned. What are you saying to yourself? What are you speaking to yourself? Our words can change our environment. Our words can change people. Our words can bring healing or it can pierce right through like a sword. Now how can we experience the spoken word of God? His promises, his gift of Jesus that will save us from our sin, that will deliver us from our depression, our bondages, that will come and restore us, that will come and reconcile us back to him as a child, as sons and daughters. See, faith, comes by hearing and hearing the word through the word of Christ. When God's word is spoken, when God's words, God's spoken words in his written words are being spoken now. when we hear, when we begin to believe with hearing faith, faith is released. When we begin to say, I believe in the spoken word of God and I hear it and I take it, faith is released. And with obedient action, it makes the faith complete. And everything that God gives, we can only receive by faith, not by our own words. By listening to his words, his promises, and say, Yes, I believe. I believe. That's why Romans tells us, if you confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. That he came and took my place, my curses, my judgment, my torment, my sicknesses on the cross. I confess, he did it for me. Because he loved me. And we believe in our heart his words. Don't believe in the light of the evil one. There's no truth in him. And everything he speaks is lies and deception. But we can believe in a God that is truth. That's the way and the life. He speaks spirit in us. Life in us. And the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. Give life to our mortal body. When we receive the word, you will be saved. Romans say, anyone that call on the name of the Lord, as we heard that testimony, we cried out to God. And the Lord, he says you will be saved. And anyone who calls on the name of Jesus, and in our mission trip, we saw many of the team, no matter from the youngest to the old, when we speak Jesus the healer, when we speak Jesus our Savior, we saw people being touched. And 2 Corinthians tells us men with the same spirit of faith, hearing God's word, had the spirit of faith according to what has been written on his word. I believe and so I spoke. We also believe and we also speak knowing that he who raised Jesus will raise us. So this morning, whatever you are facing, this is the best gift of Jesus. Because the devil come to steal, to kill, to destroy. And God wants to restore us. And He wants to raise us up as sons and daughters. The words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. I, I love this verse. Every time, okay, I, I grew up in a kampong and grew up Fear was the way we parent people in a kampong. you know don 't go there the the, the the black ghost will come and catch you don 't swim there you know uh, the, 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 what? the sea king will capture you and you have to marry the ugly daughter or something like that you know it 's all fear you know? yeah. and then my, my toilet is a the, is the long drop you know the hole on the ground and it 's outside the house and it 's just behind the banana leaf tree you know. And in the night, you see figures and a lot of fear. <laughs> you know, God has to deliver me from fear. Hebrews tells us, all right, look. And those days in kampung, we are really poor. You know, we are always worrying about money. My dad was a painter and we have nine brothers and sisters. So we are poor church mouths. You know, and uh, you know, scripture tells us, Keep your life free from the love of money And be content with what you have Why? Because God says God tell you Don't love money Be contented Because God says Never will I leave you On the Christmas day Emmanuel God with us And before he was Extended to heaven he says I am with you always I will not forsake you. The best promise, the best gift is I give you Jesus and he will be with you always. He'll be in you through the Holy Spirit. It says, never will I leave you. Can you trust his word? Yes. He don't lie. When he speaks forth, I will never leave you. Despite we were enemies of God, we rebel against God. He commands His love to pursue us. He never stopped pursuing us. His word goes out, calling us to come home for Christmas. It's time to come home. He said, I'll never leave you. And I will never forsake you because of Jesus. He didn't forsake us because we are good. We met all the criteria. No. We are all damaged goods, broken people. In need of restoration because of his son, Jesus, picking our place. It says here, because God says, never will I leave you and never will I forsake you. What are you going to do? The Bible tells us, so we say. God says, you say. So we say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. What are you saying this morning? God has just said. What are you saying? So we say, be confident, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. I will not be fearful. Whatever happens, I will not be afraid. What can mere mortal men do to me? If God is with me, if God is in me, if God is for me, who can be against me? That's the promise that we have from His Word. When we begin to confess, you see, He sent forth His Word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. He sent forth His Word to heal us. Jesus is the word. In that trip, it was amazing. We, we have a lot more testimony than time could allow us. And you was know Jasmine, I think, you know, praying for this lady whose left eye couldn't see properly. And we speak Jesus. We just lay hand and speak Jesus the healer. We speak Jesus, the deliverer. And her eyes, that eyes began to clear up. The joy and the smile on her face was incredible. You know? And then we also have another one, a lady with a tumor in the ovary that's as big as a baby's head. you know. And it was in pain. It was horrible. She was depressed. She was suicidal. So the next slide show, Carrie praying together with Dorian, I think. And we just speak Jesus we begin to align our confession of our mouth with the word of God. And as we begin to speak Jesus, God began to come. And the word, when two or three agree concerning something that God has spoken, it shall be done. In the place of agreement is the place of power. When we align our words with God's word, we release supernatural kingdom power to our situation. And she touched and it was softened. She felt light and then, you know, she don't feel the pain and it was tears running uh, down her eyes. And, And later on in the meeting itself, we got her to testify the joy on her face. with us at the point of our need. When I was in Bible school, I had my friend Micah, he was like 25 years in heroin. Couldn't kick the habit. Abandoned, nobody wants him. He'll do everything to get money for the next shot. But one day, someone share. You can call out to Jesus. You can call out to Jesus. He tried everything, every religion. Couldn't. But he said, I'm going to give it a try. I'm going to call Jesus. And when he called Jesus, Jesus came and touched him. He was miraculously transformed just like that. Became a pastor and later on ran an orphanage in Ipoh for abandoned kids, abandoned kids like him. This is a transformational power of Of the gift of Jesus. When we open our mouth and say, Emmanuel, God with us. Some of us, we need to speak to our mountains. Because God encouraged us to speak to the mountains. In Mark 11, so Jesus answered to them, Have faith in God. That means have faith in God's words. Believe in His word. Surely I say to you, whoever said to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in your heart but believe those things that he said will be done, he will have whatever he says. When we come before God in agreement, when we begin to pray and say according to his will, it shall be done. It shall be done what mountains are we facing this morning? What challenges are we facing this morning? We can speak to that mountain. We can speak to this mountain. He calmed the storm. He spoke. Jesus is in the boat with us. This is amazing. I still remember... I went to the Philippines for about six months in Iloilo back in the 80s. And then there was the people power thing. I, was, I couldn't fly off. I was stuck in Iloilo city. And there was a lot of riot between Mokos and Aquino party. And I remember 19, yeah, that, that, that year when I was there, it, it was so scary. Alright, so 85, 86, that whole year, the people power. And we had a watch night service. And at the watch night service, we, you know, we know the danger that's going on with the election. But we finished the watch night service and then we went to bed about 1am. At 2am, we heard a loud bang on the door. And I was upstairs that time, I was with uh, Pastor Nicholas uh, yeah, Chu. And we, we went down and... and the worker was just white in the face screaming, there's a fire, there's fire. So we came out of the church and mission station and the fire was five story tall and the wind was blowing our direction. And so there was 40 houses in that barrio that was burning and there was a narrow road and across the road to the fire was a petrol station. Behind the petrol station was a timber lumber yard selling wood. And then was our church and mission station. And I was thinking the fire will cry and the wind is blowing towards our direct. We could smell, you know, the ashes and all that. And when the fire get to the petrol station, there's going to be a huge explosion. And the lumber, yeah, the timber, the wood there will be fuel for the fire and our church will be burnt offering, you know. So, I remember coming out and we evacuated the children. I grabbed my passport, whatever I can grab. And and some of us have to stay at the place because there'll be a lot of looting going on if if you leave the place empty. So, as we gather there, we decided to worship God. And I'm reminded, God, if you can rebuild the storm, we can do it. Say, God protect. Remember, I can say with confidently, He is my helper. So we stretch our hands towards the fire and we began to command the fire to stop blowing our direction, to go off and never to touch us. And what was amazing, it was so sudden. We were amazed there was a change in the wind direction. The next morning, we went to have a load and it was all black, 40 to 50 houses, burned, and it stopped right at the edge of the road. Never jump over to a petrol We believe that God sent his angels to stand on the load and, <laughs> and blow at the fire. <laughs> Time is running out. we got to speak to our giant. David said to the Philistine, you, you come against me with sword and spear and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. The God of the army of Israel. If He's for us, as Kirsch said, the battle belongs to the Lord. He will fight for us. He will fight for us. We got to Persevere with a perseverance faith. At the age of 18, I woke up in the army camp when I was doing my MS and my nose was completely blocked. I couldn't breathe. I thought I'm going to choke to death. And that was the beginning of my sinus problem. From 18 onwards, every day throughout the week, if I have one day where my nose is dry, it's a miracle. But I asked the Lord, Lord, heal me. I believe in your healing. I continue to confess in your healing. When I went into the mission field in, in, in 1996, and we will have miracle meeting in, in Medan City, and in Lake Toba, and all the different towns, and we saw mighty miracles. And while I pray for people, they are healed, and I'm sneezing. See God, how about me? But I never stop. Because as long as you have voiced you have the power to confess, to cry out to God. Until I don't have my voice anymore. When it's over, till it's over, when he says it's over, I'm going to confess. Then after my time, four years in Medan, I was invited to be part of the staff in River Life. The first week I was in River Life, I didn't sneeze at all. And I was completely, instantaneously healed. Thank God for River Life Church. There's anointing in this place. And even right now in Melbourne, come spring, the hay fever, man, you know, it was not, I'm still able to ride on. In fact, this spring, I was doing very well. Speak to your giants. What is the giants you're facing? Speak to it. There'll be instantaneous miracle. There'll be time you just got to persevere. They call it perseverant faith that I will never, never let go. I'll continue to confess his truth. I rather die believing than die with unbelief. God is able. I think this story I have to repeat again. When I was 13 years old, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I couldn't even speak English till I was 15. Proper English. Even today, my, my daughter will correct my pronunciation and my grammar. <laughs> but uh, I was 13, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Man, I was passionate. I knew God called me. And I was in, in the kampong house. And in the kampong house, uh, right in front of my house is a coconut tree. And we always felt that if the coconut f- tree fall off, you cut our house into two, you know. And then the kitchen is out there. And one day there was a storm. There was strong, heavy wind. We can hear the howling of the wind. My mom walked out to the kitchen. One coconut that big fell down and hit her head. And that coconut is about four story tall. With the water, you know how the impact of it bounced off her head and smashed 20-liter can full of water, smashed it, and broke into two. My mom screamed. I got a jerk suddenly and I ran out. My dad ran out, but I ran faster than my dad. And I remember the first thing I could do was put my hand on my mom's head and she was on the floor screaming. And I put my hand On her head, I didn't know what to do. I just burst out praying in tongues. My hand was shaking. I could feel electric current coming out from my body to the hand on her. Then my dad came and my dad looked at me. What are you talking about? You know, (laughs) he couldn't understand what I was saying and tried to pull my hand away. You know, and in the end, she had a few bruises. That's all, a few bruises. And she lived till the 80s. And she's very good at calculating money. <laughs> I was 13 years old. But I believe I speak Jesus the healer. Amen. He's my deliverer. You can do it. You got to say to yourself. Lastly, I'm going to close here. The woman with the issue of blood. Unclean. Outcast. But she heard, she heard about Jesus. The Word become flesh, going about healing the sick. She heard and she, the scripture tells us, for she say, for she say to herself, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. She say to herself, despite being unclean, you're not supposed to go out, you're not supposed to touch people. But she said to herself, What are you saying to yourself this morning? I have no more hope. It's the end. See La. See Kiao kiao What are you saying to yourself? We curse ourselves with our words. But she said, if I touch his garment, I will be made whole. And when she reached out to touch, people were all touching Jesus. Nothing happens. But when she touched the garment of Jesus, the Bible says, instantly the flow of blood dried up. She felt that her body, in her body, she was healed of a disease. And Jesus knew, who touched me? Well, you touched the garment of Jesus this morning. If you have health challenges, for those that do not know God personally, maybe first time you are here, it's not a coincidence. God has spoken an invitation to you. In Psalms 2 7, I'm going to close with this verse. It says, I declare and I decree. God declare and decree. It's a prophetic word. The Lord says to me, you are my sons. The word son is gender neutral. It means sons and daughters. You are my children. Today I begotten you. That's what Christmas is all about. Christmas, he came for one thing, for Good Friday. How can it be good when an innocent man is being crucified, tortured and hung on the cross? It should be a Black Friday. We know Black Friday. We get good deals on Black Friday. You know what's the best deal of Black Friday? Jesus. Jesus. He gave His life away. Today I begotten you. Ask me. I challenge you to ask Him. You've got nothing to lose. Ask Him. Come to my life to be my Savior. Prince of Peace. Come to my life to be my peace. Jesus, the deliverer. Come, be my deliverer. Be my helper. He says, ask and I will give you even the nation for your inheritance to the ends of the earth, your possession. That means there's nothing. There's limited. Ask, for he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above. Or he could even dream or imagine or ask. Let's stand to our feet right now as we sing this song, I Speak Jesus. Thank you for listening to The River Life Podcast. We hope that you've encountered Jesus through the Word. If you'd like to connect with community or find out more about River Life Church, find us on Facebook, Instagram or head on over to riverlife.org.sg. God bless and have a great week ahead.